Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Waste of Life with Sister Deanne Lebrine at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, music of the spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturdays for Bet with Sister Lorraine Brown with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central, followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website www.tpv.com radionetwork.com Walk with us family Let's go At Majal's Products We care for a better you With our handmade natural ingredients To give you healthier skin Body and stronger hair Like our face Foot Hair and body care products To order yours today Please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majals Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to The Grub right now on TPV Radio. Radio. 
Good afternoon, good afternoon, family and friends. Good afternoon, good afternoon, family and friends. Welcome, welcome. It is that time of day. It is Tuesday. It's a little past 12 o'clock lunchtime, but guess what? The grub is on and we are live, live, live. I am your host, niece, and I have my co-host with me, Pastor Jean Homer, family and friends. Yes, yes, so we are here, we are here. You know, um, last week we started um, doing um, America, America's top or most popular ethnic cuisines, and we was just giving status. So last week we gave you the Chinese, which was sitting um at seventy six percent. We gave you Mexican, which was seventy four. We gave you Italian, seventy one. Greek was thirty two. Thai was twenty four. So today, today we're gonna bring you those last five ethnic cuisines. Of course, followed by the scripture and everything nice in between, family and friends. So here, like I said, here with me, I have Pastor Jean Holmes. Sister, are you there? Uh-oh. Good day. Yes, ma'am, I am. How are you? How are you? Blessed and highly favor. It's raining, but I'm good. I'm dry. <laughs> it amen, is amen. Here. So family and friends. We're going to have Pastor Jean open up with a prayer. Pastor Jean, the floor is yours. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father God, we're so grateful to you today, Lord God, for this very day that you've created, Father God, and you so you have so gracefully, Father God, allowed us to be in it. Father God, we just lift up this program, Father. We lift up this ministry, Lord God. We lift up, Father God, the visionaries, Lord, that you have put before us, Lord God, in order to carry out this vision and this ministry, Father God. So, Father God, we ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, to continue to bless them, continue to anoint them, Father God. Father God, we pray that you will meet each and every need, Father God, and we're so grateful for what you're doing in their lives, Father. We pray a prayer of protection upon them and their family, Lord God, during this time and this season, Lord. We thank you for each and every minister, each and every program, Lord God, that's a part of this great ministry. And Father God, most importantly, we thank you for our listeners, Lord God, the ones, Father God, that you've allowed to find this radio station, Lord God, and the ones, Lord God, you have put in our our, uh, presence today, Lord God, and on this line today. And as we dive into your word, Father God, we ask you to anoint us as your ministers, Lord God, to speak to your precious people in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So, Pastor Jean, we have company today. Sister Deanne is not with us today. She's not with us today. Uh, but we have company. We have company that's joining us on the grub. We have Bishop Horn from our Ooh, sister station. The brand. And we have the pastor of TPV. Pastor Christopher Newton, they are joining us today. My brothers and my husband, are you there? 
Yes, sir. They'll be joining us today. I'm putting them on the spot. So today Uh-oh. we're we the first one we're gonna talk about with this ethnic um still continuing as like I said with the top um most popular ethnic cuisine. I give you the five that we went over last week. So we're gonna start off with the Spanish. Spanish um Spanish cuisine is sitting at twenty two percent and that's coming from Jacob to ten and it's acceptance. Um should we accept only God things from the hand of God and not and never anything bad. See, man-made plant. When we have man-made plants, they are they are what's the what's the word? They are bound to fail. When we have plants of our own, they are bound to fail. But when God plans, God when God have plans for us and in our life, they don't fail because they're His plan. It's it's all in the righteous of Him. But yet, whenever life takes an unexpected turn, we are tempted to fall into the spiritual traps of worry, self-pity, or bitterness. See, family and friends, God intends that we do otherwise. A old saying, family and friends, forgive and forget. But when we have been hurt, when we as human beings, we get our emotion hurt, our feeling hurt, you know, forgiveness is is, is a very difficult thing for us, and forgetting is, is... and even more impossible. But since we can't forget yesterday's troubles, we should learn something, our friends. We should learn from the past, but we should never live in the past. See, we like to go back and we like to live in the past and bring up things that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we use that against people that hurt us. But that yes, is not do. of God, family and friends. God has Amen. given each of us a glorious day, which is this yes. day. That we are in. This is the glorious day that God has given us. And it's up to each of us to use this day as a faithful steward, not as an arbitrary historian. You know, going back in the past and just bringing it up. That, that's what historians do. They study the past and they bring it in the future so we could know. But God don't want us to do that. So if you are trying to forget the past, don't waste your time. Try, family and friends, try a different approach. Learn and learn to accept the past and live in the present. And which family and friends, I like to say, the present is now. It's now for us to present. This is where we need to live. We need to live in the now to present the now. Then, then that's when we could focus on our thoughts and on our energy, not on the struggles of yesterday, but instead on the profound opportunities that God has placed before us today. See, God wants us to live in that, this now. He don't want to want us to go back. This is why when we forgive somebody, family and friends, we have to forget what they have done to us, especially if we are children of God. If we live in Christ-like, this is something that we need to do. We need to live in the now. Let it go. Amen. If God has already dealt with it and he's handling it, let it go. If somebody Amen. hurts you, that's okay. Does it have to forgive them? 
me personally had to do. I had to learn to forgive. I, I had someone in my past, from a past relationship, hurt me so bad that it's kind of difficult for me now, but I had to give it to God and let it go because I know Man. God has a yeah. better plan for me now and for yeah. my future. So, family and friends, Amen. if you wake up today, forgive all that has happened. Forget it and let it go. Uh, Pastor Jean, I'll turn it over to you, and then I'll turn it over to the boys. Amen. Amen. You know, you said there there were a, a couple of things that you stated there, uh, sister. And, you know, as you were speaking, the thing that, that, I, uh, that I recalled is that during a time where uh, I had been really wounded, it was a double wound because it not only came from someone that I loved, but it was someone in the body of Christ. And so uh, how many of you all know when you're wounded church, that's like a double wound um, because you, 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 you don't expect that hurt uh, when, when it comes from the church. And so in that place, you really opened up your heart to a whole nother level of trusting. So you have a natural relationship. And in most places, you have a spiritual relationship also. So it's like a double, double whammy to it. And, you know, the thing that, that has helped me during those times is to realize that not only do did they have a destiny, but I have a destiny also. I have to recall and cause myself to recall that God loves me. God loves me. God sent his son to die on my behalf also. I'm just as important to him as they are to him. So I can come to the Father, even with that hurt, even with that offense. And and sometimes, you know, it's very difficult for you uh, to, to let some of those church hurts and those wounds go. But when you, re- God had to uh, help me to understand that if I hold on to that, then I purposely separate myself for him from him. So I had a decision to make. If the hurt and the offense was more important to me than having that love relationship with my creator, with my Lord, with my savior, with my friend, a friend that has never betrayed me or spoken against me or purposely injured me. And when I looked at the two, you know what? I didn't even have to think about it. Because what the Lord was promising me was much greater than I, I uh, than the hurt that I was holding on to. And you know what? The added plus was that he came in and soothed and healed and poured in his healing balm, and he delivered me from the hurt and the offense and the fear and the discouragement and the despair all the confusion. So it was a win-win situation for me. So I invite you all today, choose God, because he not only cares about you, but he loves you. And he can love you until all of that hurt is no more. Amen? Amen. Bishop Horn, the mic is yours. Uh, give me a moment. I want to yield to uh, Pastor, and then I'll come out to him. Okay. Pastor Chris. Yes. Uh, this 
this particular um, passage um, of our journey is definitely um, one of those that require growth, not only in the natural but in the spiritual. We like to throw around Matthew chapter 18, verse 15 all the time, um, but do we actually understand what that scripture actually means? Um, and when we do have an alt with our brother, we're supposed to go to brother or sister. It can go both ways. We ought to go to them and be able to listen to what they have to say, and we can gain a sisterhood or a brotherhood, even if we don't agree, even if we agree to disagree. This is our biggest problem when it comes to the not only the church, but in our natural state, because we want to, you know, we get to a point of elevation in our spiritual life, or we get to a point of elevation in our personal life, and we feel we know it all. So when we, we are the ones issuing the fault, a lot of us get defensive, got the T-shirt, hat, MP3 player. Uh, I mean, we get to that point where we we feel that what we're saying is God, little G. And what you have to say in regards to how I hurt you doesn't matter. And Pastor G was absolutely right when it comes to having a double-edged hurt because when you're church hurt, that's a whole other level of trust that you're allowing people that are supposedly the people of God get a piece of you. And when they stab you in the back, it hurts double time. So not only you're hurt in the natural, you're hurt in the spiritual. So how do we how do we combat that? Well, it's not easy if you still hold on to it. You know, and I again I got the T shirt and the hat. I could've I could have just held on to my church hurt. I could have just kept being angry about what the church didn't do for me and my family and da 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 and how they just continue to badmouth me and da 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 da. I could have kept running with that, but then how far would that have gotten? Nowhere. Because I'm allowing the sting to take precedence on what God is saying. And also yeah. in the natural, there's no progress that can be made if we're holding on to old things. We can't we can't have a new in anything if we're, if we're looking back to Sodom and, oh, I want to take it back now oh. because now that, that we're elevating not only in the natural but in the spiritual, let me go back to Sodom and pick up uh, what oh. hurt me back in 2018. Really? So oh. and then we're bringing a whole nother wedge into something that has nothing to do with anything. So therefore, not only now, you have to clean up the current mess you already put yourself in. Now you're picking it back up, putting it back in the pot. So how how are, it's like bring, it's like taking out uh, a stew. You're cooking it. It's already seasoned. Everything's done, and then you're taking a two day old meat and adding it to the sauce. So it's mm-hmm. going to be a problem with the taste and quality <laughs> of that dish. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's my that's my little five cents in the in the dish. So back to you. <laughs> Bishop, Amen. it's all yours now, Bishop. Bishop Horn. Amen. I thank God for what I've heard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you all have really covered a lot of ground, especially with church hurt, and I believe we've all experienced that. And uh, it's all in, in the response, I believe. 
you know, and sometimes it's it's difficult because you really put your trust in in people to to such a degree that we allow ourselves to be hurt, and uh, because we rely so much upon them being the the uh, examples, and 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 in hopes that they would in turn, you know, protect us and cover us, and you know, and uh, comfort us and love us, and then the love is broken. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a very diff- bad feeling. And so what I would like to encourage the people to do is this. It's to focus upon the one who truly loves you, and that is God. That is Christ. You know, uh, I had to refer to the scripture, for God so loved me that he gave his his only begotten son for me That whosoever believe on him Should not perish but have everlasting life And then I think about The love that he, he expresses To me with, with such Gentleness You know for me and I think That's how I thought when I got hurt In church you know I said you know what These people are people And I had to come to that uh, uh, I had to acknowledge That, that they're people and that they're prone to make mistakes, they're prone to go into other directions, they're prone to be misled by the enemy, they're prone to do that. And though they might have been in church for 40 years, you know, they're still prone. And and sometimes they allow themselves to be used so that they can break you. And so I'm in the, I'm in the place, and I'm hoping that you get into the place where you can say, I came here for God. Because he expressed his love towards me. So in that, I say I love you. And no matter how much people disappoint me and hurt me, I know I came here for you. And you are here and you have never left me, nor have you forsaken me. Somebody, there you have it. Acceptance. So we're going into the second second one for the day, and it's Japanese, and it's sitting at 2%, and that's your blessings, and it's coming from number 6, 2425. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, and his gracious to you, and be gracious to you. I'm sorry, family and friends. See, because we have been so richly blessed, family and friends, we should make Thanksgiving a a habit, not Thanksgiving that coming on Thursday, Thanksgiving, giving thanks every day. We should make it a, a daily part of our routines. See, sometimes amid the, the demands and the obligation of everyday life, we may allow the interruption and distractions of everyday life to interfere with the time we spend with God. See, we have counted our blessings today and we have thanked God for them. After all, God's gifts include our family, our friends, our talents, our opportunities, our possessions, our priceless gifts of eternal life, family and friends. How glorious are these gifts, and God is responsible for every one of them. So today, family and friends, 
as you go about your duties of everyday life, pass and give thanks to our Creator. Family and friends, He deserves all our praise. He deserves the experience of we as as His children praising Him. We we can't ask for no more or any better blessing that God has given us, which is life, to be here and ought to be able to breathe, to be able to be here just one more day with our family, with our friends, for the talent that he has given us. And I'm putting that I can say I'm jack of all trades, but he has given me many, many talents. So I am grateful for everything that God has given me. Right down to the kids that he has blessed me with. Because guess what? Man, man told me, which meaning the doctors told me, I couldn't have kids. God had a different plan for me in my life. He made me a mother. He has blessed me with two beautiful kids. What I, I can't say, God, you know what I mean? Grateful because you haven't done anything for me. Because he has done so much for me. So much that I, I have to get up and say, thank you, God. Not just sitting around the table and thanksgiving and say, God, I thank you for the food that you provided and you have put in front of me. It should be from the time we get up in the morning. Say, God, you know what? Thank you. For this day. Thank you for everything that you're going to bless me within the day, even though you haven't been blessed yet within that day because it just started or your day has just started. You got to thank him in advance for the things that is now and in the, in the present and in the future, family and friends. So start giving God that thanks. Make it a daily, a daily routine of your life. Teach your kids to make it a daily routine in their lives. Pastor Jean? Hey, man, sister, you're reading scripture. What scripture were you numbers, reading? Numbers 6, 24 to 25. Okay. Uh, if I may read it, it says, The Lord commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear the Lord our God so that we might always prosper. And be kept alive, as is the case today. Amen. So Amen. this 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 is 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 where God God has really made covenant with His people, and do and you know that covenant is still good today. God is still inviting us to come and join in with the covenant that He made with His people uh, back in the Old Testament. Um, and he's been faithful. And, you know, we that have that relationship with the Lord, we that have accepted him as our Lord and Savior, you know, I can't, I, I can't imagine us uh, returning back to the way things used to be. I know in my own walk there have been places and times where maybe God didn't answer my prayer the way I thought he should have, or maybe there was a point in a time where, you know, just in, I think our first scripture here was um, the situation with Job and uh, where the Satan had, Satan had actually uh, requested 
uh, God's permission to come in and afflict Job. Now, let's think about this. Let's look at it for just a second here because, you know, I think a lot of times because we've not really been taught correctly, we have some misconceptions about the Lord and how, how, how what it means to walk with the Lord. And, 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 and let's look at this, though, because we have need of a deeper, uh, more intimate understanding of God, I believe, in this day and this hour, even in what we're having to deal with that's plaguing the face of the earth right now. And it's, but, but, you know, we can look at it as an opportunity to know God at a deeper level. Amen? Amen. But some people actually think it's God that's bringing this stuff up on the face of the earth. But no, my dear people, it's not. But, but let's look at Job, and I'm going to try to bring both scriptures together here. It says that, that Satan had went before the Lord, and, and, and God was was making a boast about Job, amen? So the devil said, well, he can boast in you because you, 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 you protected him. And, and God said, you know what? Because I know Job and because I know I have a relationship with Job, you can do what you want to to him, but do not take his life. Let's look at the level of authority God has. He said, you can test him, but you cannot touch his life. Now, don't you believe that at that point the adversary wanted to take Job's very life? If he could have, because Job had such an a, a re, intimate relationship with the Lord, it was relational, not just positional. Job knew God, and God knew of Job. So, the enemy went, and, and I want you to look at this, because I believe in so many places that's where we are as people of God, as ministers of God in this day and hour, because, you know, we're so focused, and we think we're knowing where the enemy is coming, but you know what? The enemy never shows his hand, but God will show his hand to us. If we have that relationship, amen So we find back in Job That the enemy went out of the presence of the Lord, amen And he afflicted Job From the top of his head To the sole of his feet The top of his head To the sole of the feet His feet But even in that, the word says that Job did not complain So let's look at the scene here and we see the enemy looking on and the enemy trying to understand. Now, he's afflicted with sores, and these were boils, people of God. These were not like a mosquito bite. These boils, some of them were big as golf balls. They were very uncomfortable. And it says that his body was covered with these boils to the point that he could not find any relief. The only thing he could do was scratch it with a piece of broken pottery. Now think about that. You can't lay down. You're very, very difficult for you to sit down. You can't bend. You can't raise your arm because a comment, one commentary say these boils were even under his arms. So he's sitting there in that condition, still refusing to curse the Lord. And the enemy said, "Oh, okay." So you're still going to trust the Lord. Let me see what else is close to you. What else is in your heart? 
what else is there that you love? And he said, I'll stir up your wife. She's flesh of your flesh and bone of your bone. And and Satan stirred up his wife. Let's see it. Let's see it here. And he said, why don't you, are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. See how the enemy stirred up. He will stir up the ones that are the closest to us, people of God. He used his wife. I, I used to think, God, she had no pity on her own husband. She had no pity on her own husband. There was nothing there in her that could have said, let me soothe it. What can I put? Is there an ointment? She looked at his condition and was despic- and it was despicable to her. And that Satan used her mouth to try to get her to curse God and die. And I, we can look at it from, we could get so many sermons out of this today. I know we can because all of us are preachers on this line. But let's, let's look at it from the bigness and the greatness of God. Because God does not put us in a situation or allow a situation to come into our lives unless he already knows what we're made of. Amen. He already knew what Job was made of. He already knew that because he was God, he knew not only knew the beginning, but he also knew the ending. And I want to encourage you all today that no matter what we're going through, no matter how bleak it may be, we can find that place in God where God has already prophesied to us. And the word of God says that whatever God releases from heaven with his mouth will not return to him void, but because God prophesied it, it will accomplish everything that he intended. So if we will join in with the Lord today, if we will say, you know, Lord, I don't know what's going on over here, but I recall what you prophesied, so I'm going to come and stand over here with you just like Job did. And because Job stood with the Lord, God, the end of Job, listen to me now, people of God, was greater than his beginning. Because when God spoke, did you consider my servant Job? God saw Job all the way through, and and not only through the test, but but passing the test. So we must get with the Lord and let God show us how he sees us, how he sees us. And when we join in with the Lord and agree, come in agreement with him as far as what he's prophesied, what he said to us people, then we can begin to come up out of this wormhole. We can begin to return to that place that God has called us to, and we can see the great and mighty manifestation and the power of God, not only in our lives, But in the church, God wants to make a believer out of his church in this day and in this hour. Amen? Amen. 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 Bishop Horn. Yes. Uh Uh-oh. Can you hear me? The floor is all yours. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We can hear you. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. I I thank God for, for pastor. Praise God. She... She 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 brought a good point up, and uh, I, I as I read Job, 
and I examine the things that have transpired with him, I look at myself and I said, what type of mindset did this man have to lose all of his children, all of them? I said, what what type of mindset would I be in if if my wife and I, what type of mindset would we both be in if we lost all our children? That's grandchildren, great-grandchildren if you have them. You know, all children gone in one day. And then all your property has been has been foreclosed on in one day. All means of income has been cut off in one day. And then you turn around and you say, how in the world could this man go through that type of anguish and still say, I love God? You know, uh, some of us will lose our minds, you know, and, and because we've lost everything in one day, everything, and, and and so he's homeless, he's childrenless, he's penniless, you know, and now, above all, he's sitting here, and as the woman of God said, now and after all of that, now I have boils all over my body. It was enough with the mental language. Now he's attacking my physical body. Now I'm suffering in the physical. You broke me down. You thought you broke me down in the physical. I mean, in the in the mental. And now you're messing with me physically. Satan got a way. He strategically plans how he's gonna break us down so that we can. Go against the the very fabric of God, you know, and and so I, I'm I'm thanking God because this gives us inspiration. This inspires us to say, no matter what happens, I will not curse God. No matter if I lost everything today. My trust and my and my love and my faith is still in God. I'm going to trust him. And not only Amen. that, here's something else that happens. The woman of the woman of his the love of his life comes to him and tells him these words, "Man, you might as well kill yourself." Because if you curse God, you know you're going to die. So you might as well commit suicide. Take the forty-five out of the uh, what's left, because they didn't steal that. They left you a gun and some bullets. Blow your brains out, because it's not worth you. I thought you were a man of God. I thought you feared God. I thought you were a man that was that that, that was forsaken evil and always grabs to holiness and good. What happened? What happened, Mr. Man of God? You know, everything was going well, and all of a sudden we've lost everything. And I'm so devastated. All my kids are dead, and all of the property is gone, and all of the sheep and all of the money, the banks are closed on us, and and they foreclosed on our property. What in the world 
is going on? What did you do to make God so angry with you? Wasn't that? Satan came along and God proved to Satan that I have a man that's going to stay with me no matter what happens. And he's encouraging us to do the same. I don't matter what happens, you stay with him. You stay with him. And as the woman of God said, and he got, like some preachers say, he got double for his trouble. Amen. And I thank God that we can get double for our trouble. Just stay focused, stay linked, stay connected in Jesus' name. Amen. Sister Deanne has joined us, family and friends. Sister Deanne? Yes, ma'am. How are you? I'm good. The floor is yours. Oh, God. Oh, God. I came in kind of in the middle of Pastor Jean, and uh, it's funny. Bishop. <laughs> with, when you, huh? No, I said, and with Bishop. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Hello, Bishop. How are you? And, Wonderful. Uh, God bless you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And uh there are so many parts of this story that really works me over, but one of the things, because I know I went through that, usually when things are going good for you and people see you, they say, oh, wow, you blessed, you blessed, you blessed, you blessed. And when the Lord puts us in a place of training or a place where for us to draw closer and nearer to him. Usually God, he will remove something. He will cause something to drop you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Sister Deanne? Are you there, Sister Deanne? We can barely hear you, Sister. Um, Pastor Chris, you want to take over? Sure, sure. Um, Sorry, the, the, the Job. Ex- okay, okay, she's okay. back. She's back. Yeah, the call just dropped. I'm sorry, I don't know what happened. Uh, but I was saying, it's funny. People are quick to tell you how blessed and what a mighty man or mighty woman of God when it looks like everything is working good. But the minute it's time for us to be trained, then everybody want to ask, well, what kind of life you live in? You know, a lot of the times we look at when God is processing somebody, when God is taking somebody to the next level, it's, all, it's not going to be peaches and cream. There, there are going to be some things God has to cut out of us to take us to the next level. Most people don't look at it like this. They always think there is sin in your life. So you get sick. Oh, there's sin in your life. You lost your job. Such and such is happening. It's, it's always that you do wrong, that that why, the reason why you are going through. But God knew what Job was. He knew who Job was. He knew what he had instinctively put in Job. And it did not matter how the devil came at Job. Job knew God on a different level than his wife knew God. 
because the Bible tells us Job would offer up offerings for him, for his children, because he did not know what kind of lifestyle they were living. Amen? Because we all know the children that we have at home, when they're out in the streets and they're out with friends, they're not the children that are at home. So he said, I don't know what y'all do when y'all not in my presence. So he would always offer up sacrifices <laughs> unto the Lord. But here's the thing. You never saw where his wife was with him to do it. She was, And had she been with That's him, so had true. she been praying with him, had she been seeking the Lord with him, had she had a relationship with the Lord like Job did, that would have not been her answer to just curse God and die. She reminds me of David's wife. When David was getting his groove on praising God, his wife looked at her and she said, look at you, you're the king, but you look like a fool. You're dancing before God like a fool. And the Lord closed up her womb. So she, instead of saying, baby, the God that we serve, he's faithful. When we didn't have nothing, God gave us all that. And if he was able to do that, then our God is able to do it again. The Bible tells us as wives, we are to be the helpmate. I said we are supposed to be helpmate, but not backbreakers. And you can surely tell that this chick was a backbreaker. She did not help him meet nothing. So many families get destroyed because one party, mama is, is doing all she can to serve the Lord, or daddy is doing all he can to serve the Lord, and there's somebody lagging. There's somebody dragging their feet. And the Bible asks us, how can two walk together lest they agree? So for her, it was easy for her to say, Job, look. I'm sick of seeing you scratching and stanking up the house because I knew he had a smell to him because you can't have all these boils and sores and flies and all these things coming at you and you, you don't have an odor to you. So, I'm, look, I'm sick of you. I'm going to put you in the other room. I'm going to close the door and burn up some incense because I just can't take you anymore. And how many times have we done that? Because we don't understand the way God processes somebody to the next level. We look at them and we think God is finished with them. But what we don't realize is God is not the God that shows off. A lot of preachers and ministers, they want to show off in the pulpit. God don't work out and show off. God locks you away. That's why he tells you when it comes time to me and you, he said, go into your closet shut the door and the God that you pray to in secret is going to bless you in the open. So that tells me right there, you can definitely tell the difference between somebody who have a prayer life and somebody who don't. And somebody who talks about knowing God and somebody who actually knows God. Job say, no, no, no. You talk like a foolish woman. You talk like a foolish woman because only foolish people say foolish stuff. Amen. So you talk like a, so that tells me Job knew more and she never sat at the feet of her husband and they never got together probably and really just pray and seek the Lord. So it was easy for her to say, curse God and die because, hey, now we broke. The community going to be talking about us. I can't go to the country club no more. I can get my hair fixed like I used to. Just go ahead, curse the Lord and die so I can just use your life insurance. Amen. So, so we go give God praise, and we just going to continue to ask the Lord, draw us closer to him. So when fools come and tell us foolish things, we look at them and re- recite the same thing to them that Job did and say, you are speaking as a foolish man or a foolish woman. Amen? Amen. Amen. Pastor Newton. Uh-oh. Well, <laughs> 
the, the, I don't know if I can top that one right there, but uh, I'm gonna do the best I can. No, let me stop. Anyway, um, yeah, when when it comes to the Job experience, we're we're all taught one side of the spectrum. We're we're taught after the suffering, here comes the double for your trouble. Now listen, mm-hmm. I don't I don't have a problem with double for your trouble, but at the at the time, you have to understand the dynamics of why God did what He did. And we're so quick to blame God when all of our whole lives are shaken. You know, I, my wife and I can personally attest to dealing with this, especially with me. And um, the one thing that I'm, I'm understanding that God is always working in the worst possible situations of your life. Is like Sister Deanne said, you have to listen to the voice of God. And a lot of times it's quick it, as, as human beings, it's quick for us to make the wrong decisions because it, it feels good at the time or it's convenient at the time. So we go with it. But at the end of the day, what did it cost you? And right. what God was proving through this, from my interpretation, Job lost everything. And God knew he was going to pass the test. But Job didn't know that going through it. So only thing Job had left was the fact that God will never leave him or forsake him in the midst of the worst possible scenario in his life. The, the people that were close to him, that was on his heartstrings, all, were, all passed away. The love of his life even told him, you need to curse God. So where does that take you, man or woman? What mental mindset in the natural does that take you? It takes you to a dark path, a dark road. Mm -hmm. Now, if you don't have God in the midst of the darkness, you will definitely fall wayside to all the negative thoughts. Go ahead. I might as well just. Like Bishop said, I might as well just load the gun and just blow my head off. And a lot of us have Job experiences, and we're seeing it even today with with great men and women of God. They they choose the other route. Let me just go. Let's commit double double suicide because we're in a Job experience. We're losing our church. We lost our club membership. We, the, the, the top hair designer, I can't afford to pay you. I can't get my manicured nails no more. Can't get my gator shoes or my red bottoms. And the church is going to laugh us out of the congregation. But, see, this is the problem. We got so caught up on the stuff. And, see, and, it's, and all of us have, we all of us have fault in that. Because, yes, none of us want to live in a box. I understand. None of us want to live in a shack. I get it. But at the same time, God only elevates us if we stay faithful. Regardless of how hard it gets in life, we can't deny God. Even, I mean, just looking at it from all the way from the beginning to current day, God always blessed his people when they stood by him. And even if we committed sin along the way, they still didn't deny the fact that, you know what, God, you caught me red-handed, mm-hmm. but, I, but forgive me. Please, mm-hmm. forgive me. I know I'm not a perfect woman. I know I'm not a perfect man, but God, please forgive me. 
yes, do we reap what we sow most of the time when we make the wrong decision? Absolutely. But if you know that God has you and you know that I can be upgradable and teachable, that's where we mm-hmm. lack problems too. We're not mm-hmm. teachable. We get into this stupor of intelligence, especially if we go into our theological seminary, no disrespect intended, but this is the truth. We get so intellectual with God that we think we can outwit and outsee and outmove. We're always in the Shande. We're always getting rhema worms every five seconds. <laughs> Come on, man. And see, what people don't understand, God works when he works. We're trying to manufacture God in our time. And when we want God to manifest himself, God's going to manifest himself when it's time. And this Mm -hmm. is what we have to understand. Even in our current situation, like Pastor Gene said, we're blaming Corona as it's God. God's throwing a plague. It's God. Oh, no, it's not God. It's an attention. This whole thing was an attention seeker. It was a, this whole thing was to get our attention, but are we truly understanding and and hearing what God is saying in the midst of Corona? No, we're still going business as usual. So to make my point with the comparison is that, that when we don't listen to what God is actually saying or holding on to what God is still pumping in our spirit, the, the heart doesn't stop pumping unless the blood stops flowing. So what's the blood? The blood is the word of God, our relationship with Jesus Christ. And if that dies, of course the heart's going to die. And of course we're going to go to the left. But at the end of the day, regardless of how silly it makes you or how many people talk about you, chastise your name, call you all kinds of stuff, oh, you ain't being faithful to God or you didn't tithe enough, that's why you're losing so much. That's why God ain't blessing you. All this, all this manufacturer stuff that we put on the table. And in all actuality, everyone has a test from God, ultimately. Some yeah. get tested by losing everything. Some get tested by having physical ailments in their life. Some get tested by losing every spouse they've ever been with. That T-shirt and hat. So this is what I'm saying. We have to understand that every decision we make, we have to have relationship with God. Is it easy to have that? Absolutely, if you want it. But it's sure. not about a head game with God. It's about relationship with God. And until we get to that point, we will always stay in the Job experience, never receive the double blessing. And, and I'm not even talking about just getting the stuff back. I'd rather have a devil, double blessing in the spirit of God then they have it materially, because then I'm going to go right back to the same nonsense I went back to before. Because, oh, now I got double now, so let me get more puffed up, and let me rub it in everybody's face, and uh-huh. I was able to do this and yeah. do that, and dot, 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 dot. Come on, man. So that God, <laughs> God knows his creation. He knew what he created when he created us, but he gives right. us text to keep us humble, and it's up to us to stay humble. Let me stop. Let me be quiet. I'm done. Back to you. Amen. <laughs> Family and friends, there you have it. Pastor Newton going ham and cheese. So, <laughs> and friends, 
We're going to take a, a, a short music break, and we're going to come back and finish up the last three of the day. For everyone that's tuning in, thank you, thank you so much for supporting us here at TPV Radio Network. And I would like to say a special thanks for Bishop from taking the time from his radio station, The Bridge Family and Friends. Tune in, tune in. You can also mm-hmm. find him on Live 365 and Facebook Family and Friends. So you can catch him the same way you can catch us. So Family and Friends, tune in as well to the bridge and support the one and only Bishop Harn. So Family and Friends, Mm -hmm. stay tuned, stay blessed. We're going to be back right after this music selection. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
You're listening to The Grub right now on TPV Radio. Radio. Yes, family, we are back. We are back. So we give you the first two, which was um, Spanish cuisine, Japanese. Now we are going in to French, Palais-vous Francois, family and friends. So oh, French is sitting, <laughs> sitting at 26%. And that is your light coming from First John 1.5. This is the message which we have heard from him and declared to you. That God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. See, family and friends, Matthew 5 makes it clear. You are indeed the light of this world. See, there is nothing anybody else can do that stop God from using us. We can mm-hmm. turn everything into a testimony. Her words, our words. Reminds us that when we decide to speak up for God, our actions may speak even more loudly than words. It is that sign, you know, actions actions speak more than words. That's exactly what it is. See, when demonstrated our faith through service, we are fulfilling an important responsibility. That responsibility of making certain that our words are reinforced by our actions. When we share our testimonies through both words and service, we become undeniable examples of the change that Jesus makes in the lives of those who accept him as their savior. Family and friends, are you willing to follow in the footsteps of Jesus? He is the one and only family and friends. If you don't want to live for God, who are you living for, family and friends? He is the Savior. He is the Almighty. He is the Messiah. Family and friends, no matter what we're going through in life, God could make a change. So if, if so, and you are willing to take that leap, you should also be willing to talk about him. Not about yourself, but about him. And make no mistake. The time to express your belief in him, family and friends, is now. You know how he has touched our own heart. Help him do so for others. See, we are vessels, family and friends. We are vessels here. We are travelers here on earth. We are pastors, ministers, apostles, bishops. We are vessels for God to carry his word and the word that we speak. Is not us. The Bible is there. The Bible is our God. Is our guidance. Those are His words that He has left. That guide that He has left for us to get that knowledge, so we could share it with others, so they could know their Father the same way we know Him. So if you are sitting in a position and you're not teaching the flock then you need to remove yourself. I'm sorry to say. Because you should not know much Mm. and the flock don't know nothing. How are you going to protect your flock from the wolf 
Mm-mm-mm. if you're not teaching them how to survive out in the world. So come on, family and friends. Don't just speak about God. Be about him. And when come you be here. about him, you show people how to be mm. about him. See, God, in, in he's not selfish. And he's not a jealous God. So why should we be selfish in what he is teaching us? Teach the family. Teach the church. Not Come just on. to understand God's word, but to overstand them. So they could live Christ-like and stop trying to be like Christ. Because we could never be like him. But we could live like him. So family and friends, now wake up and smell coffee. The coffee is mm-hmm. Look around and see what's mm. going on in our world Mm-mm-mm. today. And teach them. Teach them. Show them. Show your actions toward them. See, if we the mm. light, if we are the light, see, we're supposed to shine as bright as we could. If you Come have on. some lights in your house and one is dull or one is blown up, what we do is change it. That's See, right. when we take words and we practice it within the words that we speak of God, and you show somebody, you guide them how to speak and live in those words, guess what? That light goes from a dim dim light to a bright light because now you change that word. That means that you, you're talking to them, that you start changing things. You're showing them. So they're going to start changing things in their own life. Mm. Because that's a knowledge they don't want. Now they become hungry. They become hungry mm-hmm. to know who is this God? Why have He given mm. me life? Why mm-hmm. is He blessing me? Why is He giving <clears throat> me the things that I have in my life? See, mm. sometimes we go through life uh, and we go to God and we ask God, bless me with this, bless me with that. You know, they say you have to be patient and you have to wait, but sometimes the things that we ask him for, is it really a need or is it something that we want now? See, if it's something that you mm-hmm. want now, God is going to make you wait. That's, that's the patience about it. He's going to make you wait because, you see, God knows our life before us. So he's going to make us wait because he wants to see what are you going to do in that, in that time? What are you going to do? If I give you this now, what are you going to do? See, sometimes we got to sit back and wait on God and wait for him because he would show us. He would guide us. He would guide us into the righteous. So, family and friends, if you, if you are that light, if you that light shining bright, teach somebody else to shine as bright as you. True, true. Teach them to shine as bright as you. Sister Deanna, I'm turning it over to you. Praise God, praise God. Don't just talk about it, be about it, amen. That's right, amen. That's right, amen. The light, the light of the world. It's been said so many times, and I'm going to say it again because I just roll like that, amen. (laughs) Yes. But don't just tell me, don't just tell me, show me. Pretend like we live in Missouri and show me. Too many times, it, it, let me say this, because I like to be controversial, because that's what our radio station is all about, so I like to make yeah. it that. Too many times, <laughs> people tell you that they are Christians. The words come out of their mouth. They, they can blurt out scriptures after scriptures after scriptures, but when you pay attention to them, 
they're no different than the world. The Bible tells us the devil knows the word just as well. The devil knows the word even better than we do. Let me tell you something. (laughs) I have yet to see more, Holy Spirit, let me say that right, because I don't want all men to be in, in that. But some of the most perverted men that I have met was in the pulpit. Some of the nastiest women in their attitude, in their personality, in their mouth, even in their bodies that I have met is in the church. See, one of the things I love about Jesus and I ask the Lord to make me more like that is the spirit of meekness. You don't hear nobody asking God, make me meek, God, make me meek. No, Lord, give me the house. Give me the car. Give me all this. Give me but when it comes to meekness and humility, we don't ask God for that. And in the spirit of meekness and humility, I believe, I could be wrong, is I believe when your light shines the brightest because Jesus stood apart. You look at him and he, he stood apart to the point where the disciples hung around Jesus so much that when it came time for Jesus to be crucified, when Peter said, I don't know him, that somebody said, nah, man, I can tell you know him just because of the way you sound. How many of us in the church, how many times you've met a Christian and you can say, oh, just by the way you sound, I know you're a Christian. How many times you see people driving down the street and they have the little fish egg tooth on their car? And you cut in front of them and you look back, they flip you the bird. How many times you see people who say they are the light of the world, but they in more darkness than we are? You know how many Christians still go to the club? You know how many men of God still go to the strip club? Do you know how many men of God who still have girlfriends on the side? Even here in Dallas, Texas, we had Ricky Rush last month, got arrested, being a pedophilia, one of the biggest churches here in Dallas, Texas. So when we talk about being the light in the world, don't just pretend, because sooner or later, you're going to forget about pretending and the real you're going to show up. And that's a lot of people are nothing but narcissists. And I always say the greatest narcissist who ever walked the face of the earth is the devil. The devil is whatever you want him to be. You want him to be chill, he's chill. You want him to be rowdy, he's rowdy. You want him to be upbeat. Whatever the enemy is, whatever the atmosphere calls for. And so many Christians can be changed. Their life can either go off, on, or dimmed simply by the atmosphere that they're in. I believe. When we have the true love of God, when we are walking in righteousness, now I'm not saying, you know, I'm perfect and I do everything right and people don't get on my nerves and sometimes I just don't want to say, I don't just, mm -hmm. I'm not saying all that, but I'm saying there should come a point in our lives when you say, you know what, I am not going to allow the devil, the tactics that he's been using over and over and over to put me in a place where my life is where somebody is looking to me and right when they're about to come to me and say, I'm about to serve the Lord. I want to know about the Lord. Next thing I know, you catch me smoking a joint or you catch me getting high or doing something. It's not about talking that I am the light. I am the light. I am the light. It's being there because if you, when you turn on the light, you don't ever hear the light say, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on. No. You turn on the light, and the light does what it does. It comes on, and it gives light. And as children of God, 
every room that we've stepped into, there's supposed to be a difference about us. Every time we open our mouth, they're supposed to say like, Peter, mm -mm, we know you know him because the words you speak, it gives you away. We know you know God. We know you have a real relationship with God because the way you used to dress, you don't dress like that. We know you have a relationship with God, and you don't even have to say nothing. I've seen people walking. And I remember I went to do my hair done, and this lady, she passed by. She didn't say nothing, and I just knew she was safe. There was a glow about it. I just knew she was safe. I get kind of leery about people who go on job interviews with the biggest Bible. I get leery with people who sit out and just, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, and then I catch you. Or you try to talk to me. What's up, sweet thing? I thought you was a pastor, cuz. Okay, I thought I thought you was living that life. Amen. So I say like this, don't tell me your life is on. Just turn it on and let me see it for myself. Amen. Amen. Pastor Jean. Amen. You know, as my sister was speaking, the the Lord said to me, you know, the day will come that out of the abundance of the heart the mouth will speak. All right. And and God began to what that meant what, what God is saying is that when you open your mouth, you're gonna tell the truth about how you feel about me. And hmm. when people hear you speak, they're going to know whether or not you love me with your whole heart or you just love me with the words that come out of your mouth. All right. And and and, and, and you know, I begin to look at my own self, you know, because we you know, we, we can, it's easy for us to say, I love the Lord. But God sure. said, the day will come where w- when you open your mouth to say, I love the Lord, if it's not true, come from your mouth instead mm. of a lie. And, you know, it, it, reading this scripture in John 1 and 5, it, it goes on to say, in the very beginning, the living expression was already there. And the living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together face to face in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration, this living expression made all things, for nothing has existed apart from him. Life came into being because of him. For his life is a light for all humanity. And this living expression is the light that burst through gloom, the light that darkness could not diminish. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a second, you all. Look at how powerful that, that those words are. It says mm-hmm. that the, the, day, the day will come, and I just keep reflecting on Job, and, you know, I saw the two characters, and I saw uh, – Back to what I said a moment ago, the day will come when we open our mouth and the truth will come out of our mouth, the truth of what's really in our heart. We could hear Job's wife's heart. Her heart didn't just get that way because she saw Job's condition. It's like my mm-hmm. sister said. It was, it was her heart condition prior to this. She mm-hmm. lacked relationship with the Lord. And then we see Job on the other side, a man who knew God, a, a man who had relationship a man who loved God, and we could hear how he spoke. And I believe that's where we are today. 
We're going to begin to hear people open up their mouth, and when they speak, they're going to speak truly from their heart how they feel about the Lord. Because, you know, God already knows how we feel. God knows how we feel. Because uh, Jeremiah 17 declares that the heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? That's it. So the only hope for us is to allow God to come in and change our hearts. You know, we have to acknowledge that our hearts got messed up on this journey. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. Gave, we, we allow uh, people to come in. We allow lovers to come in. We allow different things. And don't forget about the trauma, all of those mm-hmm. things that we went through, that we were too young to be, and, and we were not, uh, uh, we were not uh, protected from. Right. But it, no matter how messed up we are, God is so powerful because it says that he can diminish any darkness in our hearts. He can, he can annihilate any evil and wicked thought of the mind, people of God. If we can just get that to, through to you today, God, uh-huh. is, God is standing up. Jesus Christ, brother, is standing up, and he's getting ready to come. And he's coming with a breaker anointing to break through all of this darkness, to set his captives free. He's anointing and appointing those of us that have been hidden in that cave. And, and people have, this, have said they're out for the count. They're not going to do anything. They passed their time. Their ministry is not going to flourish. And God say, just wait and see. You just wait and see. Because I purposely chose those forsaken people. I purposely chose those people that you consider weak. I purposely chose the ones that you think have messed up too much. And I hid them. And I put something in this, in them, that this world is yet to see. You just watch and see what the Lord shall do. Amen? Amen. 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 Bishop, the floor is yours. Uh Amen. I thank you and praise God for that. Amen. I've heard some. Some great expressions, and, I, and and the expression that this radio station is very controversial. Uh, I heard that also. Uh, what I love about John, we called him the beloved. Uh, what I love about him, he had personal experience with the Savior. He handled him. He held. He looked upon him. He handled it with his hands, handled Christ with his hands. He laid his head on the Savior's chest. And he then experienced a realness, a truth, you know, a fellowship with with God and the Son of God. And And through the Son of God, that fellowship was built. So then he began to explain about how this light that he was talking about uh, came into play in his life and how it should come into play in the lives of those that accept the Savior as Lord, as King in their lives. Uh, Yes, we can see a lot of uh, misrepresentations of, uh, of 
those who say they are in the light. Uh, and I can only assume that they're not in the light. And here's the reason why I say that. It's, it's because many of us that have experienced the light seem to trickle off into darkness from time to time, which we shouldn't be doing. But uh, because you would think having having a, a, a koinonia, a fellowship with, with God, you would you wouldn't want to go anywhere else but be in his presence. And so I, I'm looking at how, how, how we miss, how, how many have misrepresented the, the, the fellowship and misrepresented the light, praise God. And so I, when I'm looking at the misrepresentation, I say to myself, oh, did you really have a cornelia experience with the, with the Savior? Did you really have fellowship with him? Because if you had had fellowship with him, there should have been a buffer in your life that has stopped you from going into the areas of darkness. Come on. You know, it should have reminded you that you were drawn from darkness because light came into your presence where you were. You didn't have the the light came to you. And see, and that's the funny thing about Christ. Christ will go as being the light. He will go in places that are dark so he can bring light to them, show them, and be the example to them how we should be. But we get to the place at times now, we, we take it for granted, the light. We take, it, take for granted the fellowship. And we just cast it aside from time to time because we have our own agendas. We have our own mindsets and our own mandates, as my brother says. We have our own mandates, you know, that we want to carry out our own fleshly desires, mm-hmm. you know. Well, if God brought you from that, why go back to it? You know, why return like a dog that returns to its vomit, you know, and, 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 and regurgitate and eat it back, you know, and eat it up. That's that's just terrible. That's nasty. You know, uh, that's unsanitary. That's just not right. So I just tell you, <laughs> we have a tendency of, of of doing that and not and misrepresenting. The, the, the very one that represented correctly and then was accused. You see, when you represent God and represent him right and become the light, you're going to be accused of not being right. You know, why is he fellowshipping with them crackheads? Why is oh. she fellowshipping with those prostitutes? Why is the, he or she fellowshipping with those hustlers. Why are you fellowshipping with them? How come you not over here with us church folk? Uh-oh. You know, the righteous, so to speak. Right. You know, I, I much rather, I, I said, well, yeah, maybe I do need to be with you because you're not living right now how, and light's supposed to go from to, into darkness. So if darkness is in the church, that's where you oh. need to be. Mm-hmm. Praise God. See, wherever darkness is, light should be there to bring them out of darkness. See, I can complain all day long about somebody not being right, but if I am right, if I say I'm right and I'm living right, then I should be right here in your face letting you know this is that which has delivered me from darkness and brought me into the light, and that same light can bring you out of darkness. 
See, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it because Jesus always went in dark places. Yeah, he went to church, but it was some darkness there too. So you know, the dark, the dark, the dark uh, Sadducees and Pharisees and high priests and all of these guys wearing the fancy clothes, you know, and saying the fancy prayers on the street corners. Those guys, he needed to be around them hmm. to show them. True light. To be the mirror, that that mirror, so they can say, in the, when they look into the mirror of their lives and say, you know what, I'm just not right. Now, not all Pharisees stayed Pharisees. Not all Pharisees stayed in the dark. Some came secretly to him, and then they came into the light. See? So don't misunderstand. God needs light in crazy churches. God needs light in the dark alleys. God needs light on the street corner. God needs light. He needs you lighthouses to be in places where nobody else will go. Mm -hmm. And everyone else and those so-called church folk have turned their back on. Hallelujah. So we need to be that light. And I'm done right there. Amen. There you have it, family and friends. Pastor Newton, you are up. Uh-oh. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to be nice. Um, I'm going to try to be nice. Uh, but I think the biggest problem we have is uh, this main scripture, and I love uh, Pastor Gene turning me on to the uh, new Passion Translation. And I love the way this speaks. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, verse, uh, I believe it's verse 1. Yes, and it reads, if I were to speak with eloquence in earth's many languages and in the heavenly tongues of angels, yet I don't express myself in love, my words will be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than changeling symbols. Well, I think that's enough right there just to explain this whole thing. But what what I'm this is when you are coming to God, we got so much filth, anger, disappointments, heartbreaks, all that stuff. When we all get to the point where we're like, you know what, God, I am tired of being waking up in the morning and just being straight medieval. I'm tired of cutting folks off. I'm tired of cussing folks out. I'm tired. We get to that place where we're coming in our worst state. And what we don't do as believers, we don't love each other enough to bring us to breakthrough. I don't think I don't think they hurt 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 me too good. But we don't love each other enough to guide guide each other to the truth. We're so quick to judge and cut people's heads off when we finally cleaned ourselves up and we smelling all good and we got everything halfway all together. We're so quick to judge somebody else's life instead of being a walking, breathing testimony for them to keep their life right. Come on. Just because you are a pastor, just because you are a titled minister of the gospel 
doesn't give you the right to throw dirt on somebody else's lap. Because as a leader, you are held more accountable than anyone. What does that mean? Well, I'm not going to sit here and tell everybody that I got it all together and I'm perfect and I don't have struggles because I'm always marinating in the Sunday and I always got a rainbow word from God. So therefore, I don't feel nothing. I am always in the heavens. You know how we talk. And then the fact of the matter is, we still dealing with our junk in the trunk, but we can't be man or woman enough to admit it, and we can't use our weaknesses to make somebody else strengthen. We can't use our shortcomings to bring somebody else to their call and purpose. We're too embarrassed. But through, through the words of your testimony, and that's the biggest thing that we lack today in these in these. Uh, corporate churches testimony is the biggest thing that breaks the yoke by the mm-hmm. word of your what testimony not your praise and worship with the LED light and the fog not the Most pastor right, that right, gives right. you a 30 minute sermon that only gives you goosebumps it's Come the on. word of your testimony so if God gave you a ring of word great but if you're not preaching the gospel through the word of the testimony that God, even though I'm up here preaching to you, sisters and brothers, I still got issues. But what makes me different is the fact that I can stand up here and tell you I have issues, but yet I still know that God's got me. Does that mean I'm going to continue to walk in my transgressions? No, but I'm putting it on the table to hold me, the pastor, accountable for my shortcomings. Why? Because we can only get stronger ironing, sharpening iron. That's where that quote comes from. I say it all the time, but that's where it comes from. Iron sharpens iron is a collective sharpening of the body. Men, women, deacon, usher, wherever you are, it doesn't doesn't just stay prevalent to the pulpit. We all have access to kingdom things. We all have access to the spiritual gifts. We all do, regardless of what you work in your church. You see, that's a whole nother topic. But it doesn't matter where you are. We keep each other accountable. We hold each other up. And if we can be real with our mess, that'll bring us very, very much closer to being Christ-like. Why? Because Christ was the only one that was perfect. So I can't speak for Christ. But we will never be Christ, but that's why he put in the word we can attain to be Christ-like. Christ-like, we will never attain Christ's status, but we can be Christ-like. And how do we do that? By bringing everybody up, not just holding people down because you reach a certain level of, of kingdom, as we like to call it, and it all has it all has everything to do with money, has nothing to do with spiritual growth. We're talking about what we got. But what brings makes us powerful as a body, that's why the metaphor, the body was brought forth. We can only be strong as a body. And we we got one half of the body preaching one thing, we got the other half of the body preaching the other. Instead of coming together in the middle to try to get our stuff right so we can get these folks saved from the street 
to the corner, to the bar, to the club. It don't matter. Wherever we go, we need to be a light in the dark place, the salt of the earth. And, and, and they preached about that two weeks ago, and then I took over with that, and I thank God that she let me do that because I saw that the salt is important as well. And, again, I'm not going to get into that uh, because this is not what we're talking about. But like I said, we have to understand who we are individually. As collective body of believers, we are stronger together, not apart. And we can be stronger in our respective ministries, our respective calls, if we come together and strengthen each other through the mm-hmm. hardest of times and be real with it. And I'm going to drop the mic right there. I'm done. Right. So back to you. Family and friends. We are, see, we, we cooking today without even serving food. You know, that's the good thing about the grub. We could bring it to you any kind, anyhow, any direction, any nation. You know, we all under God. So, family and friends, we are moving on. We got 30 minutes, 29 minutes, and two more to go. So, we're moving on to the next one, which is Indian food. That's, that's sitting at 19%. And uh, America's um, top. 10 top, um, 10 most popular ethnic cuisines. So you have your Indian food at 19%, and that is decisions. And that's coming from James 1 5. And it goes a little something like this, family and friends. It said, mm-hmm. But if any of you needs wisdom, you should ask God for it. He is generous to everyone and will give you wisdom without criticizing you. See, so many mm-hmm. decisions, you know, we go through life. And we have so many decisions to make and with so little information or so little time. But we must decide, family and friends. Stories of our lives are quite literally human dramas woven together by the habits we form and the choices we make, family and friends. The quality of the decision we make today will determine to a surprisingly extent the quality of this particular day and direction of all the ones that follow it, family. So whatever decision we make today could follow us for the rest of our lives. Are you willing to invest the time, the effort, and the prayers that are required to make wise decisions? Are you willing to take mentors he has placed along your path? If you answer yes, family and friends, you will most certainly make better decisions. Decisions that, that, by the way, would lead directly and extraordinarily to a better life. See, we, we, when we, um, make decisions, sometimes we just make it quick and hot off the path. You know, we don't think. We don't think. You know, we act without thinking and make the decisions that we make. But we got to realize that the decision that we make today follow us for the rest of our life. Because if you make the wrong decision, you make a mistake. When you make a mistake, it already happened. It's in the past. You can't correct it. 
So it's like, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now about this? See, sometimes we have to just slow it down and think before we act, think before we speak, and think before we make that rational decision. So family and friends, it's always good to just meditate on it. Just just, just let, let get a little seasoning on it before you say, okay, yeah, let me go do that. You know, next thing you look, we're doing something, we're dropping off a cliff without even knowing that we're dropping off that cliff. So, Pastor Gina, I'll turn it over to you. Amen. Amen. You know, looking at this particular scripture, ministers of God, it says, uh, I'm going to go up pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because, you know, the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work. So that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Come on. And then he said, if any of you like wisdom, you should ask Mm -hmm. God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. I remember a point in time in my life, I was going through one trial right after the other, to the point I was like, God, okay, this is just not making sense to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, what else, Lord God? What again, Lord God? And when he brought me to this scripture and he said, consider it all joy. I actually yes. said, God, ain't no, ain't no joy here. Yes. I am not <laughs> feeling it. I, I am not feeling it, Lord. And, uh, and then he went on to say, but I'm working something in you. I'm testing your faith because for what I've called you to do, you need perseverance. And right now you're not persevering. You're being miserable at this trial. And I'm like, I know. I know, God, mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. You know, and so, but God began to say to me, ask me for the wisdom to go through it. Yes, Lord. So we can't read this scripture without considering the entire context here. He's saying these things are going to come, Gene. My name is Ora Jean. He says, you're going to have trials of many. And I say, God, you said many kinds. Many. Not mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, he said many different kinds of trials. You're going to have them. You can't run from them. You can't exempt exempt yourself from them. You can't have a pity party your way out of it. God says Mm -hmm. you're going to go through these things if I will use you. You're going to go through this stuff because it's approving of your faith. You've got to know that you know me in the midst of these trials. So if you don't understand it when you're going through it, ask me for wisdom, and I'll give you an understanding. Amen? Amen. Because wisdom and perseverance work together. They work together. And, And God began to say, if you ask me, I'll give you wisdom generously. And he began to give me the revelation that for what I've called you to do, you're going to need wisdom. So ask. Amen. 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 Pastor Chris, on to you. Hmm. 
<laughs> well, when it comes to spicy food like Indian food, we have to understand that that's how our relationship is with Christ. We got to keep right. it spicy. We got to keep it fresh, you know, and, you know, the different spices that the Indian food brings to the table, again, it just it just brings the last comment about merging the body of believers together because we all have different flavors. Each spice has a different kick, but at the end of the day, when we bring those flavors together, it brings a a great dish. Now, if you're into spicy food, of course, you're going to love the dish, but if you're not into spicy food, there are spices that mild it down, but at the end of the day, it's still a dish. So, we have to understand that when it comes to the things of God, we do have to do a lot of self-reflection, and we got to know what our lane is, because a lot of us, again, we get so caught up in trying to be somebody else's, somebody else's uh, person, or we're under the tutelage of X, Y, Z, so we're trying to be like them instead of being what God called us to be. We have to understand that we have our own spice. We have our own flavor, but at the end of the day, bringing it together to make it a perfect dish to eat and to be edible and to bring people closer to God, that's what it's all about, ultimately. So once we get over our ego, once we get over ourselves, and once we realize that this thing is way bigger than how smart I think I am, or mm-hmm. how deep I think I am. You guys need to listen to me now because I'm deep. Well, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but other we got other people that have different spices that can add a little bit more flavor to what you just that you just put out. So we have to understand that we have to be flexible. You know, we have to be teachable at all times, regardless if you're 21 or you're 70. It doesn't make a difference. We have to understand that different people bring different things to the table. Now, if they're yeah. st- now if they're speaking out of context or to the what the Word of God is saying, then yes, we have an issue. That's why I thank God for Pastor G because I'm quite sure if we were way out of whack, I know I'm going to either get a text, a phone call, or something because I'll know I'm not Talk, speaking in what the context of the word is saying. And that's why she is the mama of TPV, because she makes sure if we're speaking anything, it can't be contrary to what the word of God says. Yes, we can have our opinion, but ultimately, what does the word of God say? And if we can line it all up to what God is saying in this season, then we'll all be better off. That's my two cents. We're running out of time. Thank you so very much. I'm done. Back to you. <laughs> Bishop, the floor is yours. Uh-oh. Amen. The Bishop? Okay. Amen. I thank God for, for uh, Pastor, Pastor TPV. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I, I, I love this book of James. I, I do. And the wisdom that he told us to ask for, instructed us to ask for, that God would give, and he won't hold back. He won't. He won't accuse you, or he won't. You. Uh, it wouldn't be a reproach, you know. But I was listening 
as I was listening, I, I, I heard the Lord say something about James. And uh, James, he considered himself a servant of God. But that wasn't always the story with James, you know, uh, James being a sibling of Christ. You know, uh, sometimes siblings can, can, can be rivals, if you will. Yeah. And uh, growing up with your, with your siblings, you know, and all of a sudden one of the siblings is picked out to be the savior of the world. Amen. It, that's kind of that's a lot of pressure that one has to deal with, and so. Uh, but he finally came into a place where he became a servant, you know, and 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 by him saying this to the twelve tribes uh, that were scattered abroad, he he told them something. Your faith has to be strong in in the Lord. Mm-hmm. There can't be any unstableness. You know, inconsistencies. <laughs> you must be consistent in this, in your faith. And, your, and so that while, in order to get that consistency, you're going to have to be wise now. You're going to have to ask for instruction from God because he's the only one that can give it to you. Praise God. So I, I love it because as he goes on to say further down in the scriptures about he, he, he described the wave, you know, the, let him ask in faith. And he said nothing wavering, rather. He said like the wave of the sea, uh, uh, which the wind, it drives and tosses it about. And then he goes on and, and moves on a little bit further. He said, but I need you to, to think this way, you know, and not be double-minded. Right. Which a double-minded man is unstable, praise God. So we have to deal with your instabilities right here. We have to work on that right now. Why? Because if you're unstable in this walk, praise God, you will not make it. You will okay. not make it. So instability is unacceptable, praise God. So we want to make sure that we stay faithful and we stay we stay uh consistent with God. Praise God. So mm-hmm. I thank you, praise God. I'm gonna stop right there. Ah, family and friends, sister Dion. Yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. <laughs> the, the scripture that came to my mind was counted all joy after she read that. And it said, If we suffer with him, we will also reign with him. And I'm thinking, count it all joy when you go through stuff. It, sometimes it, sometimes the Lord says stuff, and the servants of the Lord, they say stuff, and it's like, man, do you not hear what I'm going through? Do you not understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I am in pain. My eyes are filled with tears, and you're telling me with all this pain, all this discomfort, count it all joy. I can't even find happiness. And in that in itself, the difference between happiness and joy is wisdom. There are so many people you'll say to them, what would you rather have now? Would you rather be happy now or would you rather have joy later? Nah, man, give me my happiness now because we live in this world of everything is microwavable. Put it on two minutes, hit it up, let me have it, and I'm going with it. And we don't realize the longer we stay in a place where 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 we be, where God work in us because He tell us, passaging read verse two again for me because it said uh, perseverance works out our patience. 
right? We we don't see. We quick to say, uh, I have faith, and I'm trusting in the Lord, and I believe the mm-hmm. Lord is going to work it all out. But He oh. also tells you, faith without works is dead. Now, Amen. See, all that. None of that makes sense without wisdom, because if you're telling me faith, uh, I got to have faith and no works, but then you turn around and you tell me, show me your faith, and I'm going to show you my works, and I'm by my works, I'll show you my faith. You'll be like, wait a minute, I'm confused. But when we hmm. have the wisdom of God, he Amen. will tell us, if you do this, just like you put a seed in the ground, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt after a while there are going to be fruit. But you're not going to put that seed in that ground right now, and tomorrow you're going to come and you're going to find some mangoes on there. So you have to suffer in the dark places. When that seed gets into the ground, we don't know what kind of metamorphosis that that seed goes through in the ground. And that's what happens to us when the Lord begins to work in us. He say, look, I'm going to put you in a dark place, and you're going to cry for a minute. You're going to hurt for a minute. You're going to want to curse the day you were born like Job did. But if you hold on, the perseverance is going to work faith. And the faith that you gain after a while, you're going to bring forth fruit. There's going to be a blade. Then there's going to be a stump. Then there's going to be a branch. And sooner or later, there's going to be people coming, eating off your mangoes. But a lot of the time, especially in America, and please, American people, don't, uh, don't, don't get mad at me. But see, for people like Sister Shanice and I, we see how it is to put a, a, a seed in the ground for it to grow from nothing into that mango tree, into that pear tree, into that papaya tree. We see it. So sometimes when we talk about faith, you know, you think, oh, my God, it's just supposed to happen. The Lord say, I'm not a man that he should lie. And the Lord said, for Lord, I'm with you always. And we tell the Lord all what he says. But we're not doing what he says. Wait a minute, baby. Hang on. I did tell you all that. But if you persevere, as you persevere, you're going to learn something. You're going to learn everything that I say about me is true. So in the daytime, when there is no blade, when you wake up tomorrow and there's still no blade, when you wake up next week and there's still no blade, you can say, you know what, I know that seed is in the ground. That seed is in the ground. And by next week, you come back and what it is, boom, you see something coming out of the ground. Our perseverance, if we Stay in God. If we suffer with him, we will reign with him. We may be crying now. We may be hurting now. We may be in a whole lot of discomfort now. And again, we go back to Job. Job went through all that, but his perseverance, it gave him wisdom to where he was able to come and tell us, hey, look at me. Look at me as an example. And if you do the things that I did, you too will have, like they say, the devil for your trouble because our God is able to not just restore what we lost, but he is able to give us double of that. Amen. When he tells us when the devil comes, everything the devil stole from us. When that sucker come back, he has to give us seven times. But guess what? If you don't have perseverance, if you don't have patience, if you cannot wait, if you want to be your own God and you want to do your own thing, you're never going to reap what the Spirit of the Lord has already determined that you're going to have. And in the words of Pastor Chris, it's my two cents. <laughs> there you have it, family and friends. We are done to the last one for this week, and it is Meditanarian. And that's what it is. I love that. 
and it's your miracles, and it's coming from Genesis 18:14. Short and simple. Is anything too hard for the Lord? See, God's power has no limitation. He is not restrained by the laws of nature because He created those laws at any time, in any place, under any set of circumstances. He can accomplish anything He chooses. The things that seem miraculously to us are to Him. Expression of his power and his love. Do you expect God to work miracles in your own life? You should, Mm -hmm. family and friends. From the moment he created our universe out of nothingness, the Lord has made a habit of doing miracles. And he's still working miracles today, family and friends. With God, nothing is impossible. He is wondrous and wonderful and doing wonderful works in us that comes in all shapes and sizes from their friends. So keep your eyes and your heart open. Somewhere a miracle is about to happen, and it might just happen to you. Bishop. Bishop Horn. Yes. There you go. I turn it over to you, sir. <laughs> you turn, <laughs> turn it over to me. Okay. <laughs> I think everything has been said that needed to be said. Amen. Uh, Amen. I, I I thank God for each and every one, uh, each and every one that I've listened to and heard the word of God emanate from, and I thank God for being able to be. That that man and and us as men and women of God, we're being able to be the light, the example, those that are walking in wisdom, you know, those that are persevering, you know, through the troubles, troubled times, amen. Mm-hmm. That we can be that example to each and every person that count, that confronts us on the daily basis. Uh, let's not be that wavering, you know. That wavering individual or that unstable, the double-minded individual where we're in and out, up and down, you know, let's see if we can level this airplane. Amen. We don't want to do a nose dive, and then we don't want to go too high because we'll, our engines will give out. So let us see if we can level out the plane and keep it level, and let's go through a smooth ride. Thank you, Pastor Jean, you know, the, when I read this scripture, and, and you know, it says that let's look at let's look at Sarah. She she let's see how many minutes I have. She said she had been praying for and believing God for a child to the point when she, in the natural, thought she couldn't have a child. She gave her own husband to another woman so that that woman could in, so that he could impregnate the other woman. Think about it. Let's look at it, women. I know we can relate to this. I think we can anyway. So now here the Lord God comes and tells her, you are about to get pregnant. And she laughs. And God comes to her, comes to her husband and says, why did she laugh? I mean, can you imagine God telling us something and we laugh in disbelief? 
And God asked Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Uh, why did she say, can an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for, hard for the Lord? He said, I will return about this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. And it says that Sarah was afraid, so she denied it, saying, I did not laugh. And God answered her back and said, no, you did laugh. Man, could, y'all, could you all imagine having a conversation like that with the Lord? Oh, my God. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, my God. I don't know. I probably would have ran out of the tent <laughs> within mm. ten somewhere for nine months. I don't know. But, I mean, it just shows. The relationship that God desired to ha- desire to have with Abraham, desired to have with, with, you know, with he and his wife, as a matter of fact. And so, you know, I was just looking at it from that position that a lot of times we pray and beg and pray and beg God for something, and then we sense in our spirit that God is about to do it. Then do we doubt it? Hmm. Do we doubt it? Have you ever done that? where you prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, yes. and, and then God, the Spirit of the Lord come and say, I'm about to do this, and you're like, eh. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I, don't I don't know. Maybe not. And then, you know, I don't know about you all, but I have this type of imagination that will go all the way to that dark place and say, I don't really know if I want it now. Sister. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my Lord. And you know the transparency is, is something that we need. We need to when we read the word, we need to find ourselves in it. And I'm thinking, you know what, I could see myself doing the same thing Sarah did. I probably would have said, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> After yes. all this time. And all I've gone through, and now I'm old, and now you're going to give me a baby? (laughs) But God has to, you know, God will do things in a way that will cause those attitudes to surface. You know that? I mean, he does it for me. And then when I hear myself saying something, I hear myself thinking something. I'm like, oh, my God, did I just think that? Oh, I am so sorry, Lord God. God, where in the world does that thought come from? Um, It brings me to repentance because I didn't even know that stuff was there. But God, in his love and, and in that relationship and that interaction, he'll put situations there so that and you'll think it without realizing that it's there. You understand? Because most of the time we can act real pretty with the Lord. No, we can act real holy with the Lord. But when God puts you in a situation and you don't have the control, and he does that, so the things that, the issues of your heart, the things that you don't know that are there in your heart that, that, that comes against and opposes true faith in God, then, then you have to have that, that, that spirit of humility where you, you're willing to say, God, I did not know that was there. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry, Lord God. Thank be you, it Lord. done just like the mother of Mary said, Father God, be it done unto me as you will. You understand? Mm-hmm. She didn't have that, that doubt in her heart that Sarah had. She was a young woman 
she had one minute. I'm okay. She she uh she was she had not gotten married. It was more serious for her than it was Sarah. But she mm-hmm. submitted a heart, and that's what God is calling us to today, women. Amen. I'm done. Amen. The DL, we're going into overtime, but it's all yours. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, well, mine should going to be starting sweet. Is anything too hard for the Lord to do? No, absolutely not. Never has, never will, never it shall it be. So whatever you're going through, just know that God can work out all your problems, all your situations, and he got you. In Jesus' name, amen. Sister Shanice, back to you. Pastor Chris, we're going to have you close up with our prayer. Honey Bunny, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. It's all good. At least at least the people that listen to the broadcast on the station will hear the overtime because usually overtime is better. But anyway, all I'm going to say is this, that our pain is preparation for our destiny when it comes to God. We can't forget that. A lot of our pain comes from the stuff that we put ourselves in. Sometimes it's growing pains, just like you give birth to a child. I will never know that pain. Of course, women will always know that pain, but it's the same thing. But when the baby comes out, there's a joy that comes over you. So after nine months of agony, carrying that child, having all these cravings, at the end of the day, when you hear that baby cry, it was mm. all worth the wait. So yeah. that's my two cents. I'm going to put the icing on the cake. I'm done. So all hearts and minds are clear. I'm going to, we're going to close this out with a prayer. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you and praise you for yet this combination of bringing the ladies together, bringing the men together to break bread, to grub. Uh, on this uh, awesome dish, and we pray, Father, that anyone that hears these words will not harden their heart and that they will be set free and see you in a different light. We pray, Father, we can chip away the, the, the religion and allow the relationship and the love that you have for us be transparent and be transposed through the words that we speak through the radio. We ask for everyone to be protected as we get off the line today. We ask everyone that's listening to be protected and to be set free today. We pray all these things in Jesus Christ's most awesome name. Amen and amen. Um, Once again, family and friends, we, we appreciate the bishop from KB. KBRG, The Bridge, for joining us here today on The Grub. Bishop Horn, family and friends, you can also find him on Facebook. You can find him on Live 365. Again, family and friends, if you support us, please do support our sister station. Bishop, once again, thank you for joining us. It was a great pleasure. I hope you can join us on another day, another time. So, family and friends, there you have it. The brothers with the platinum sisters here on the grub where we yes, yes, it up, yes. chop it up, and give it to you live and direct. Family and friends, tune in and join us again next week, Tuesday, same time, same place, 1.30 Central Standard Time, where we are going to bring you something else different. Once again, family and friends, thank you so much. Enjoy your Thanksgiving and be safe. Be blessed.
You're listening to The Grub right now on TPV Radio. Radio. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.